Thank you for listening to Hillview Community Church's podcast. For more information, please visit hillview.org.au. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to need my Bible. How many are looking forward to Cheyenne? So I got a, um, so, so, um, Cheyenne is really a father of revival. I don't know if you know this or not, but his ministry was birthed in revival to start with. Um, that's, that's, that's how he planted his, his Harvest Rock Church. Um, he, he's fathered uh, and, and really mentored some of the most significant ministries around the world from a revival standpoint. And so um, Judy sent me uh, and asked the team an email saying, hey, I see Cheyenne carrying a staff and he comes and, and, he, and there's a showdown in the spirit and he comes and lays it down and it splinters and he gives and it, and it, the break off of a piece and the piece comes to different people and, it's, and it becomes uh, 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 for them uh, a, a, an atmosphere changer for a Joel 2 encounter. Wow, I'm glad five people were going, I want that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, well, can I just tell you, can I just reinforce a couple of things about that night with Cheyenne? This is cool. I'm feeling the atmosphere just increasing right now. Why don't, you, why don't you just put your faith on for a minute before I just begin to tell that. Father, we just thank you for heaven to come right now, Lord. We just, Father, we... <laughs> We need you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you, that you give us um, bold, direct access to heaven right now. So, Father, we just come before the altar right now and we say in Jesus' name, do everything you want to do in this meeting. Come on, agree with me, guys. Father, we just thank you. We just unlock the, the realm of the Holy Spirit in this, in this meeting. We thank you for the kingdom being unlocked. We thank you for signs, wonders, miracles. We thank you for the atmosphere of heaven in Jesus' name. Come on. Um, yeah, so, so, um, so Shay's here on the Friday and Saturday night. Now, how cool is this for a divine setup? I've been holding this within myself for a while. So firstly, as I said, it's Rosh Hashanah, if I can say it. Rosh Hashanah. I can't quite say it like the uh, Jewish, you know. So it's the Jewish New Year. It's passing from one season on the Friday night through to the Saturday being the new season. Okay? But also on the Saturday night, by ASIC, Australian Securities Investment Commission, it is 20 years to the day since Hillview was established. Twenty years to the day. I want to take a moment and just honour David Pelt who's sitting. What's that? Arel and Vicky. want to honor these guys too. Thank you, Dave. Actually, I didn't know that, so thank you guys. I really appreciate that. And uh, Dave is part of the former senior leadership team, along with a whole bunch of people. And really, for, um, uh, for the first 10 years, um, really, there was this establishment of Hillby being one of the, the centerpieces of the Father Heart message for Melbourne and Australia. Um, John and Dave and Glennie and Phil and, the, and um, Pauline Arnott and the team who I just want to honour um, um, and Junie Appelt and, and, and some of the other leaders that were there really carried the message of the Father Heart and, um, and, and, and you know, 
uh, really this became an equipping place, an equipping center for the Father Heart of the Lord. And so for that 10 years, that message really rung out from this place. And it's not to say it stopped, but on top of that foundation, these guys transferred, thank you. Um, These guys um, passed on the the baton to uh, another team, Gary and Sarah, um, and 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 obviously ourselves and and Ray and Di. And really for the last 10 years, this this church has been... uh, one of the centerpieces and again it's it's never you know any any church that kind of says we are in i mean obviously they're wrong by the the very fact that they say it because it's jesus who does it but the gift that jesus puts has put on this place has certainly been the prophetic and signs and wonders in the last 10 years um even this morning i just heard of another creative miracle (laughs) i love that i love creative miracles but um but the amount of people that have come and and the prophetic has just operated and have um Gary's, specifically Gary's gift, but also a, a, a multitude of people where he would call out a person and, he, and his ability to find um, the, one, the one moment in someone's life where they've been stuck in the, in, um, in the Holy Spirit or stuck in pain or whatever, release a prophetic word and just undo it. That to me is just one of the most outstanding gifts and, and I covered it in a good way. Do you know what I mean? I, I go, Lord, I'm taking that. That's awesome. And we want to honour that. Uh, we want to honour that period of time. And in the last ten years, for some of you guys who would be new or wouldn't have seen, you know, um, you know, Gary has, has literally been in a conference and called out an earthquake on the day. Said in three days the earth the earth will shake, and it happened on the day. Um, it was the first time I ever felt an earthquake. I didn't I didn't know they actually existed in Australia. I honestly thought it was something that happened overseas. I'm from Queensland, so I actually I've never I'd never even experienced one. So uh, it was a, I didn't even know what it was to start with. And the house was just rumbling, and I didn't know what it meant. Um, um, but, you know, we've had, um, you know, we bought a building in faith. We, we went out and bought this building with $16,000 in the bank account. The Lord spoke to us. Um, we had to put, um, we had to really step out in faith, and step out in faith means risk, and there was a lot of risk attached. I don't want to go into details, but trust me, there was a lot of risk attached. But we, but we did. We went out in, de- out in faith, and the Holy Spirit backed up his faith through the generosity of the, of, of the Lord, but also through just the multiplication. Now, I can guarantee you there's no way if you just pulled it together normally that we could have put, bought a building under this scenario. It just wasn't going to happen. Now, I don't, again, I'm not going to go into details, but, but um, um, outstanding um, signs and wonders and miracles. I remember seeing in the 2007 outpouring, uh, as before Gary and Sarah took it, but a person with Crohn's disease who couldn't, um, he, looked like, he looked like he was eight. He was actually 20, 28, was he? Yeah, he looked. He was 28, and um, and you only found out when you, you know, when you talk to the parents. But he'd never spoken, couldn't walk, couldn't everything, and he was dancing and singing and yelling the name Jesus because he just got miraculously healed. And his parents are crying and weeping. And that, that moment for me, watching the parents just weep when they see their kid healed, that's that's the kingdom right there. We had oil pouring down a wall. I remember, I remember at that time, um, uh, and, I, and I say I was preaching not because it's got anything to do with me, just because I remember, this is the story. I remember I was preaching and people were looking at me weird and I thought, what am I saying that's weird? And, that's what, and people were looking at me weird. And then I'm, we're driving away and, and Andrew and I are down at the lights at Wellington Road and Phil Lambert calls me and says, Steve, there's oil on the wall. I'm like, say what? Because in that meeting, we'd been releasing the oil of worship and we said that the Lord wants to release an oil of worship through our voice and through the power of the Lord in our voice and suddenly oil began dripping down the wall and it happened to be in the shape of Australia in the heart so if you haven't seen that we've actually got a picture of it 
Now, heaps of you, heaps of you were here for that entire year where that happened and came and put your hand on the wall and got the oil on your hand and so on and so forth, you know, signs. You know, we had, um, I don't know, we could, we could go on about one after one. Um, you know, Gary, even as of a few weeks ago, called out someone's name and, and, quite, <laughs> and I won't mention the person, but called out the person's name. It was hilarious. It was a good one. But, uh, you know, the amount of times we've seen, you know, crazy prophetic words that have really shifted people's lives um, in that. So, you know, we've had an amazing foundation. So, so for us, what we believe the Lord's doing is he's taking those two revelations and building upon those revelations. He's not with doing any of that, but he is, he is taking those two revelations. And I, wanna, I want us to have a culture of honoring the past. I mean, you know me anyway, as far as my, my heart for revival history, and, and history has been made right now. History doesn't need to be when people die. Or, or when people leave, you know, history has been made right now. And but but we want to continue on in the faith, amen. We want to take what we've been given, and so you know, I believe that what Gary and Sarah operate in, um, they've imparted, and and, uh, and and we now have the choice by faith to step into what they've imparted, uh, and take it that in in the direction that the Holy Spirit gives us from now, which I believe is active, activating people in their dreams. That's one of the things that uh, Andrea um, is really on Andrea that she wants to see people activated in their dreams. So, um, so, uh, and and when you when you hear my wife speak about this, it'll it'll blow your mind. She really, um, uh, when she just when she begins to release people's dreams and go after it, right? That's that's what that's what we believe is about to happen in this next in this next season. If if you'll if you'll uh, agree with that, but anyway, um, so I just wanted to release some of that. I just wanted to bless the last. Um, 20 years, but, but as I said, it is a divine setup that Cheyenne is here on the very night, not orchestrated by us, on the very night, that is a open door season. Chuck Pierce says the last year has been a year that has been um, reasonably difficult because it's a transition season, this is, and Chuck Pierce is a global prophet, he's not, he's not a prophet for a, a church or a region or whatever, but he's a, a prophet really with a global mandate, and he says this whole, whole last year has been a transitional year where people where the Lord's been moving people into place and positions in place. And it's been a tip, difficult year because you've got to get the people into the positions. However, he, say, he, he says that, that, that the moment, um, that that night would be, will be the moment that things begin to shift. And he said the, the key focus is on finishing well <laughs> to the point where he's actually done a course for the body of Christ on finishing well because he thinks it's that important. And so, which is interesting. Now, we didn't know this and I wish we did. I would have listened to the whole thing. I only saw it this week. But the reality is our wording from, uh, from when the moment Gary and Sarah said anything to us has been, we need to finish this season well. And that's come from Gary and Sarah, ourselves, um, and, uh, and, uh, and Ray and Di, and, and, and Andrew and Les. So, so it's a divine setup. It's an awesome thing. And there's some awesome things happening. And, and we'll set some vision in terms of what we're seeing moving forward. But let me just uh, mention, I guess, one thing around values. Um, listen, our values are really simple. They're really simple. I don't think anyone in this room is going to be surprised that our value includes uh, or, or has to start with the presence of God. If we're not doing it in the presence of God, if it's, not the, if it's not the will of the Lord, if it's not the encounter, if it doesn't include the cloud, we move when the cloud moves, we stop when the cloud stops. Anything other than that is, is probably going to be man-built and probably not going to last. Not so hard. But, but the second thing that I'm, I'm very, very honored to say was really laid for me 
Um, it was there in the previous team, but it was laid for me by, by Gary and Sarah in the dimension it was, was the power of relationship. In the sense that, um, in, in the sense that, they, we, that relationship is important and us relating, connecting to one another is important. Um, and, uh, and relationship is uh, really, really is the Lord, the Lord values relationship, but also relationship with each other. Yeah? And it's, so it's a, key, it's a key thing. You want to have community. Community is based on relationship. It's not based on a program. You have a program to support the relationship. You don't have a relationship to support the program. Um, and, then, and then thirdly, transformation. We need, to be, we need to be like Jesus. So every time something happens in me that goes, Stephen, that does not line up with the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not talking here about overt sin. I, although that is absolutely true too, that, that as well. I'm talking about every time a thought process enters my head that goes, hang on, that takes away from the fullness of the kingdom of God or that takes away, from, um, that reaction isn't in relationship, isn't proportional to what that person just said or, or even, if it is a re- even if it is proportional, no person should be determining my emotions or a determining who I am in Christ. No one. So I need to be transformed to be like Jesus. And that means that I, that I expect that, that, that when something happens in me that triggers, I need to go and get healed. And I need to be clear about that. And that's part of the process for every leader and for every person. It doesn't matter who you are. You can't be a, a pastor or a leader and not go through that process. It's just that pastors and leaders often don't talk about it too much because, because we're often trying to just maintain an image. But I, I just think that's ridiculous. We all know we all got we all got things we've got to deal with, right? Me too. And then the kingdom of God. We are designed to establish the kingdom of God. And when I say the kingdom of God, what I've said before is being about a movement, not not so much a church. And what I mean by that is we're gonna ha- the church is gonna operate and I believe it's gonna be vibrant. The Lord's given us a strategy for that. But the vision that dropped for Andrew and I, and I'll explain more after the eighth. I don't think it's right to explain everything before the eighth. But the vision that dropped before the eighth was really that the, that the Lord wanted us to look at establishing the kingdom um, in certain ways that he's given us across the state um, and the nation, rather than thinking about it in a Hillview context. And so I believe that there's going to be, um, that there's going to be some kingdom ministries that the Lord's about to release. Um, and we're already seeing that um, start to take place. So... I'll tell you more after the 8th. I don't think that's the decision for now, between now and the 8th. I don't, um, I don't have any interest in talking that vision stuff up until the time's right. But, but I do, you know, but I will say that, that, that there is a clear transition from being um, a church to a movement. Now, we've always had a kingdom impact, but I believe the Lord's going to seriously ramp that up. Yeah? Wow. Can I just tell you, there's a few words preached for, in the New Testament, okay? One of which is the word dialogue. It means to, it's where, it's where from the English we get the word dialogue, which means what? Paul was preaching and hearing back and talking, right? So feel free to, uh, to respond unto the Lord. I'm just going to take a break for a sec. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And I love how I haven't even gotten the message yet. I just felt, I felt like the Lord just wanted to release some prophetic words over people. Now, I'll tell you something. You've got to operate in... in um, I'm just trying to figure out whether I've said everything I was going to say. 
you, you really have to operate in, in, in the prophetic or in gifts according to your faith. So right now I have absolutely no, I have absolutely no prophetic words whatsoever, but I'm going to prophesy over a few people in a moment because I feel like the Lord wants to do it. And so that's just operating from the gift of faith that we're, we're just going to release some prophetic words in a sec. Um, before I do that, uh, I, I, I want us to turn over to, um, to, to John chapter 2. So, um, uh, yeah, so, so just to reiterate that, the presence of God, relationships, um, transformation, the kingdom of God, right? And, and I believe that, um, that one of the things that, that we as a team are going to go after is that, is that um, we believe Hillview is going to be a hive of activity. And what I mean by that is, is here... Uh, in terms of even the church being open, you'll see that there'll be more times for the church to be open and you can come and encounter the Lord at Hillview during the week as well, right? We need, we need to do that. So, um, so if you are, hey, um, uh, so, so if, that's, uh, if that's you and you're keen on that, we'll start releasing that soon. We won't, we won't release that quite now, but, um, but yeah. Um, John chapter two, how many ready to hear the Lord? Me too. All right. Um, on the third day, there was a wedding in the Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Sometimes we've got to come to the point where we say, where we say listen, the wine that we have is just not enough. Sometimes we just got to say, hey, listen, what we're operating in it, it was, was, the, was what we were operating in last season, but we cannot afford to operate in last season and next season. We've got to operate in the wine of the Holy Spirit. I've got to receive of the new wine of the Holy Spirit. And when my brain goes to go, I'm, I'm cool with that, I can just go on autopilot, that's when, right, you just go along with the wedding and there's no more wine and you just assume. But the wisdom of the Holy Spirit is that, no, you need to understand when you, are, when, when, you have, when you don't have the wine and when there's something the Lord wants to release because the Lord's trying to do something. Now, a woman in Scripture, now, the word wisdom in, in Proverbs is actually the word uh, Sophia, which is actually feminine. And, and in other words, part of God's character, makeup, part of who He is, is feminine it is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And so for me, in this story, and I'm, I'm taking this 100% out of context, so this isn't a teaching in a sense of going through biblically and under, trying to understand biblically what they were trying to say. This is a prophetic teaching right now. So for those that are the biblical scholar people, I just want to draw the line on that. I'm not trying to tell you from a biblical scholar point of view. I, I'm teaching it from a prophetic standpoint. But for me, uh, Mary represents the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in here to say, listen, Jesus, I've got to come to you. I don't have enough wine right now. I don't have enough wine right now, Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus provokes it, doesn't he? He goes, well, hang on. Hang, hang on. I don't care. Can I tell you something? Jesus actually doesn't respond to need. Did you know that? He doesn't respond to need. There's a bunch of people who had needs all around the place. What he responds to is the currency of faith. It's not, it's not need that gets people healed because otherwise every sick person in the world would get healed. It's the currency of faith and the, and the desire for someone to come to him and say, 
God, heal me. That's when they got healed. The people that got healed in the New Testament were the people that came to Jesus. They activated the very need and they released a currency of faith that allowed that thing to happen. But when there, you went into another, another city where there was zero, uh, zero faith because they were intellectually offended at him, no one, only a few, few miracles could happen. And Jesus consistently provokes faith, consistently. What about the Phoenician woman? Here she is saying, my, my daughter is home demonized. Now, do you reckon the Lord cares about the Phoenician woman being demonized back at home? Do you reckon Jesus and his compassion cared for that? Right. So why would you turn around and say, oh, no, nah, I'm not called to you. And by the way, um, it's not right to give it to the dogs. Let me say it to you another way. You come to me. You say, I need to get healed. I, I say to you, uh, I'm not called to you. And by the way, you're a scum and I really don't like you. Come on, let's be serious about this. Sometimes we need to read this in scripture. But, she, but it provokes her faith and she goes, listen, even if it's the scum, you could say something to me and I know I'll get healed right now. Boom, the faith activates and bang. She, and he says, for that saying, you just got healed. Jesus never provokes because he doesn't like compassion. He provokes because he's trying to provoke that. Now, we sit there and say a lot of times, Jesus, raise my faith. How many people say that? I say that. Okay? But then a circumstance comes that is the very circumstance the Lord's allowed to raise your faith and we're going, God, why is this circumstance happening? Because you can't have, you cannot have faith without risk. You cannot have faith without pressure. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the pressure and the circumstance which is producing for me a weight of glory. We're going from glory to glory. In Romans chapter 1, we're going from faith to faith. But the way that happens is through the circumstances and situations of the Lord. Sometimes it's delivered of the Lord through a prophetic word. Did you know? <laughs> oh, I should, I should tell this. Um, it, was, it was funny. Uh, James Maloney is an amazing man of the kingdom. And, um, and he was saying that he, he had this revelation that faith can be released through, um, uh, faith can be released through an encounter and a prophetic word. And he was sort of saying, like, I, I think I'm the only one who's ever, you, you would have never heard anyone say this. And Gary said, turn around and said to me, you said this about a thousand times. You can get faith um, through an encounter, through the prophetic word, through, through a bunch of things. However, you can also get faith um, through the circumstance, through the Lord deliberately pulling out the circumstance. And in the last year, there have been many circumstances and situations that I'll guarantee you, heaps of you guys, I don't know what you've been through, but I know you've been through circumstances and situations that has allowed something to rise up of which the Lord wants to transition into the new realm and the new year with a different level of faith. I'm not taking the old faith, I've gone to faith to faith. So now I've got a different level of faith. I don't plan to sit in that same level of faith. Someone with me? What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Listen to the faith. Listen to the faith. Don't care what Jesus just said. I don't care if Jesus just said no. Now, let me just back that up for a sec. The king of, the, king of the universe just said no to you. How many of us, when Jesus says no, are we prepared to go, that's not, the, that's, not, that's not the heart of the Father. Ooh, hang on. Stephen, what are you teaching here? I've got to tell you, sometimes 
with discipleship, there are principles that we, never, that, that we don't want to overrule. When Jesus says, don't do it, don't do it. But at the same time, sometimes he's actually saying something to, to test your heart and to get you to do something. I, I said to my friend John the other day, I was sitting with Jesus and Jesus began showing me um, about a passage about how the disciples got, you know, went looking for Jesus. And Jesus, after feeding the, the 5,000, um, after feeding the 5,000, he, he's, he's, uh, he realized that the, the Israel were about to make him king forcefully. And he didn't want that, it says. So he, got, he, 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 got, he, he began um, retreating on his own. And the disciples went looking for him, couldn't find him. So they get on a boat and start rowing. Sometimes you just got to row. I'm serious. Sometimes the currency of faith is to row because the Lord cannot, cannot adequately have sons that don't know how to operate in faith unless he withdraws his presence slightly to allow you to do it. Because you've got to choose out of your own heart. And sometimes the Lord just pulls back. Some of you guys have wondered why there's been circumstances and situations where the Lord hasn't intervened. But what happened is when the circumstances, situation, and he pulls back, your ability to choose, right, is, it ha- has, has come into your heart and you've gone, Father, I want you to choose. And the thing is, he, he's looking for you to make that heart call. Does that make sense? Because then you own it. And then, then therefore that faith actually becomes a reality for you. Does that make sense? Can people see that? He did the same with Peter. Now, again, I'll say it the same way I said two weeks ago. He does not necessarily, he, he, do, he doesn't do it, he, he doesn't cause sickness, he doesn't cause destruction, he doesn't do those things, but he does allow you to go through your own heart pro- problems and processes. We choose ourselves a lot of the time. He has made free choice in this world. We cannot blame the Lord for our own choices. Yeah? Whatever he says, do it. I know, I know the Son of God. And I know he's miraculous. And I know he's powerful. And when, and when people try and tell me he's not going to do anything, I know, I know for a fact that my king loves me. And I know that he would never leave me alone nor forsake me. I know that he's got no chance of doing that under any circumstance because it's not his heart. And therefore, I know he will do a miracle. I know for a fact, I know for a fact, and I know it's coming. Do you get what I'm saying? His mother said, whatever he says, do it. Now, there were, there was, there was, well, there were set there six water, water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And, and Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up with the brim. Listen. The mystery of the gospel is that in this earthen, earthen container, in this, in this simple container, Jesus said something really p- pretty simply. He said, listen, if you're thirsty, on the greatest day of the feast, he stood up and said, anyone who is thirsty, let him come to me and let him drink. The first thing you've got to do if you want to receive the new wine of the Holy Spirit is come to him and drink. It's the mystery of the gospel. You don't receive the new wine of the Holy Spirit just because, you're, just because you want to receive it. You receive it because you drink 
of Jesus deeply and say, Father, I need to meet with you. Our level of encounter and our level of relationship determines our level of influence. It's pretty simple. Do I mean it's, it's, amount, it's amount the physical amount of time? No, but it is about a hard intent that I want to drink. So if you, aren't, if you haven't got the time because you're at work, I get it, but the heart of drinking and of coming to Jesus is still the same whether you've got time or whether you physically don't. But you will set time and the Lord will make time for you if you've got a heart to drinking of the Lord. I cannot do anything except through Jesus. Actually wrong. I can do everything except through Jesus. None of it's of eternal value. I can spend my life doing stuff. A lot of times we do things through the wisdom of man and that's just part of the process. We're learning as sons. But I want to go back. I want to, I want to be a person that learns to drink 24 by 7 so that I receive of the new wine of heaven. Fill the water pots with water. That's the gospel. And it's the, and it's the cleansing by, by the water of the word. It's the cleansing by, by Jesus himself that he paid for me to be able to do that, that I am, I have got access to Jesus right now. It doesn't matter whether I feel it. It doesn't matter whether I don't. It doesn't matter whether it comes with an amazing encounter. It doesn't matter whether I, I stand there and just say, come Jesus. It is my right, divine right, to receive of Jesus more right now. You've got the atmosphere mindset. It doesn't matter what, what atmosphere you're in. I was talking last time about Daniel in Babylon. He's trained in all the ways of the Chaldeans, including the occult. But he doesn't at any time submit to it. He just begins drinking of the Lord and actually becomes the greatest prophet, according to Jesus, of all time. Hello. And he said, draw some now and take it to the master of the feast. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water and made it new wine, they did not know where it came from. And you guys know the rest of the story. But the servants of, of who, had drawn, who had the water drawn, the master of the feast, called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the, the, the good wine. And when the guests have drunk, th then the inferior. But you've kept the good wine until now. And the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is coming back to something. Listen, on his shoulders, the government shall not be of end. Okay? The kingdom of God shall be established and continue to establish. It shall not diminish. How many know that? Okay. Neither, at the same time, neither will the wine of the Holy Spirit diminish. You might have here, now the good scribe of the kingdom takes revelations both old and new. You take what we've got in the last 10 years and we go, that's our foundation, that's our floor now. We're moving in more now because the Lord's given it to us. And that, and that actually is the way to honor Gary and Sarah because that's what they would want. And I know that for a fact. They actually want us to operate in everything they've operated in. How are we doing for time, guys? I think I'm preaching a bit long. I haven't even prophesied yet. Um, you have kept the good wine till now. The good wine is always there when you want to come back to the Lord. And there's always a new wine of heaven, but it's the re-transforming. So Andrew preached last week on transforming. So what happens is when we go back to the Lord, we encounter of the Lord, and he begins rewiring our brains because that's where the strongholds actually exist. And the transformative nature that, hey, listen, I am like the 24-7 thinking process can come to pass, that I am a son of God. And so whenever I walk into anything, 
um, I, I walk into a, into, a, into a new age festival or whatever, and I can stand there and just manifest the kingdom of God, and I know that I know that I know that God's going to give me souls left, right, and center. That thinking process comes out of being transformed. It comes out of the encounter, but it comes being transformed. It's, it, it comes together. Does that make sense? You want to receive the new wine, you have to have both. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. Why don't you say manifested? Manifested his glory and thus showed his glory in another translation. And, they, and the disciples believed on him. The glory produces the wine, the, 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 drinking of, the drinking in relationship with the Holy Spirit produces the wine of the Holy Spirit. The wine of the Holy Spirit um, produces the glory. And I want to be in the room when the cloud comes. I want to be in the room when the, when the earth, when, when, when places start to shake and people start running there. Can I tell you that, an, that there's an entire island in 1948 that came under a glory cloud? If I've never seen this before, I'm sure I have. 19, 1948, Hebrides Revival. Literally, they were standing in a meeting and, um, th- sorry, they were in a meeting and um, people were in their houses and they said that, the, that glasses began to shake and then suddenly they felt, these, these are not saved people, they felt the power of the Lord hit them they get on their face and started repenting and then ran to a police station to ask how to receive Jesus. At night, they would be camping by the road with flames saying, God, help, you know, forgive my soul. The, the, the Lord swept over the entire island. Do you believe the Lord can do it to Melbourne? Now, the work of God is to believe. But without faith, it is impossible to believe God. And faith is an upgrade on belief. The work of God is to believe. That's your only work right but faith is the upgrade on top of that and so faith and faith uh is it's established it's a noun it it, it is it is the deposit of the fact that you believe and so i I actually think that we need to raise our belief that actually society and our brains will tell us you can't take melbourne it's not possible but my bible says it does so my faith my belief needs to go into work to be rewired until it becomes faith that I'm convinced that, that that is the only thing that's going to happen. All right, I'm going to leave it there, but I just want to release some prophetic words. Um, I, when, when, I, when we release some prophetic words, and for some people it, it's... Uh, um, I just want to say... It's, it's, it's okay to say, actually, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'd rather not have a prophetic word, if that's all right. That's absolutely fine, no problem at all. Um, sweetheart, I don't know your name, I'm sorry. Um, what's your name? Emma? Can I, can I give you a prophetic word? Is that cool? Yeah? Do you want to stand for me? Thank you, Jesus. I just feel like over the last three years, the Lord's really been... Um, been working on your emotions and on your heart and uh, I, I see you that 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 for the last three years the Lord's been um, just speaking to you and giving you um, thoughts about where you're planning to go in the future and in fact um, there's just some opportunities that have come to you in the last um, few months that have started to think about your future and I believe the Lord just wants to say to you that um, uh, wow that you're called you're destined and you've known that for a long time but the Lord is actually um, you've been thinking some of these opportunities that you've been talking about, some of these thoughts you've been talking about have been slightly a different way from the way you were thinking when you were, um, when in past. And I just feel like the Lord said, um, trust me because these things connect together. Things connect together. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. My, 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 
brother here. Sorry, I don't, I don't know you, Jen, sir. Sharon, do you want to stand up? Yeah, and and your your wife is that right? Stand up. Yeah, yeah. Anytime it's a anytime it's a couple, we we, we want to honour that. Um, if someone want to lead us, just want to come and join me. I just want to um, we we want to release an encounter in a sec. So for those who feel the prophetic and uh, um, like to do that in a sec. So as I said, this is at the moment I'm just operating by faith because I want to activate what Gary and Sarah have. I have no words before I stand up. I have absolutely nothing before I start speaking there, and I have nothing yet. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that these guys have been um, just moving. And there's been acceleration over the last 18 months. There's been such an acceleration. The Lord has, has really just opened the, 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 the path for you guys and just begin accelerating you guys. And I feel like um, um, every time you've gone to go, like I can see you guys moving the car into gear, and which to me means ministry. I believe the Lord has been connecting you guys with ministry in the last 18 months. And, and, and I believe that um, every time you've gone to go, there's been this stuttering on finances. And I, and I feel like the Lord is, is actually giving you a strategy on the financial realm. I feel like there's this realm on you for understanding how business works and, and understanding how to pull things together. And I feel like the Lord's actually going to connect some of this stuff together so that, um, so that what you guys are called to will actually, will actually have the financial backing so there's no stuttering. It's like in between the gears, every time it's like that, mm, can we do it because we've got the financial problem. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you're just taking that away right now in Jesus' name, and you're giving the strategy from heaven. Father, I thank you for the Daniel strategy in Jesus' name. I thank you for that strategy from heaven in Jesus' name. Come on. Does that make sense? Here. I'm planning on starting a business next year. She's a teacher, and I think we're doing a tutorial business, and we're trying to figure out how to get together the finances to, uh, to, to do that. Hallelujah. Well, sorry, can you guys stand up again? What were your names again, sorry? Sharon and Shireen. Um, before you just said what you were going to do, what, when Steve was um, prophesying, what I actually saw was God placing crowns on your heads and uh, a golden path um, that was rolling. It was like a, almost like a red carpet, but instead of being a red carpet, it was a golden path. And um, it sounds a bit weird, but you know the yellow brick road? that sent the Dorothy to the kingdom. Um, <clears throat> that's what I saw. I thought God was putting you on this yellow brick road and uh, he was placing crowns upon your head and you were walking into wealth and, um, and wisdom. That's what I saw over you guys. Awesome. It's awesome. Um, and I just want to release one more and then we just want to pray together. Um, bro, is it all right if I pray, pray for you? Is that all right? Can I, can I stand you up? Sorry, sorry, I've forgotten your name. Carl. Yeah, man. Um, bro, your life has been, um, I feel like, a sign and wonder because I feel like you're a very strong person and you've, and you've got very strong um, beliefs and very strong um, ideals. And I believe that the Lord's made you strong. And I believe that at times um, there's been friction in your own thinking in terms of how that works and, and in terms of going, you know, um, what do I believe as a person? Because you have to go through that process as a person. But I believe that, um, that you've really been a person of worship in the sense that your life has been dedicated to worship. And you've, and you've, um, and you've felt the call of, 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 of worship and of worshipping as, as part of your life. And I want to honour that, that you've done that. And I want to honour that you've, you've stayed true to the call. And you've set, there's times where I can see you reading scripture and going, Lord, I, I just worship you right now. Despite the fact that your intellect and your thought process goes, I don't understand. That's, at, at times, does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, that this man's a sign and wonder. And Father, I'm thanking you, Lord, right now for the encounter that he's been saying, God, help me understand these things. Help me unlock these things. Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name. I want to impart to him 
right now, Lord, a spirit of unlocking in the, in the prophetic realm, Lord, through worship, Lord, that would completely, um, that would give him answers that he would never have got otherwise. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for that. Would you guys just pray for him for a minute? Would you guys just lift your hands? Father, I thank you for the sign and wonder. I bless this man in Jesus' name. We just wow, welcome the spirit of prophecy on him in Jesus' name. And the spirit of prophecy is just dropping in this meeting right now. If you need it, you just lift your hands and just begin to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for the spirit of prophecy in Jesus' name. Over every person hearing my voice right now, that it would land right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the revelation from heaven in Jesus' name. Thank you for the revelation from heaven in Jesus' name. I thank you for the encounter realm from heaven in Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I actually have a word for the church. I got it through worship, and I just felt to sit on it. And then when Steve said, I felt to come up and share it. But um, what I saw through worship is I know that this church is called for revival. And we're not the only church that's called to bring revival to Australia. It's going to come through many, um, many churches or many, not even churches. It's going to come through many people who know um, Jesus. But I really believe that revival is going to break out in Hillview. That's one of the mandates that we're going to be stepping into. And um, I really believe it's going to come through um, aspects of all different aspects of the church, the community, what we're doing with the community and everything like that. But one of the things that God was showing me through worship is that worship is going to go to another new level. And it's, but it's going to it's break through. And the things that he was showing me through worship was there are people, and I know things of people because I'm in the team, but there are people in the team and there are people in the congregation that have overcome things in their life. They've overcome um, marriage split-ups. They've overcome abuse. They've overcome financial issues. They've overcome health issues, um, broken hearts, all of those things. But when, you're, when you become an overcomer, that's a realm that you can step into. So as you sing out and as um, we declare the favor of God and we declare, you know, we declare the revival of the, of the Father and we, def- we declare the Father heart and, and all of those sorts of things, every time you are opening your mouth, and you are singing and you are praising and you are praising him over the things that you have overcome, you're actually decreeing and you're actually releasing that anointing for other people to walk in here to receive that breakthrough. So they don't have to necessarily go through the months of turmoil that you've gone through. They can actually step in to the revelation and the breakthrough that you've actually had on your life. So that's what he was showing me through worship is that as we declare and we sing and whatnot, anything that you've actually overcome, don't worry about the people up here that are you know playing an instrument and stuff you can go into worship without having music you know you don't need a band you don't need something to sound you know great musically but when you stand up and you release your voice and you release the prayers of your heart to the heavenly father he is able then to release the anointing that he has placed on your life